Welcome to another episode of Said Your Nan, a podcast tackling the stigma of men's mental health. Proudly presented by On The Men Charity. My name is James. And my name is Stuart. We're just two guys that got together to raise awareness on men's mental health. During these episodes, we will talk about important issues facing men and their mental health. We are by no means professional and the opinions in this podcast are our own, but please feel free to join in the conversation. Each episode will see us discuss different topics to help everyone better understand the ways that men deal or don't with their mental health. Overall, our aim is to get people talking. Good evening, James. How are you doing? Good evening. I am very, 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 very tired. <laughs> and that's the end of this episode. James is off to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is past my bedtime. It is. It is. You shouldn't record this late at night, mate. You know, it makes you grumpy. <laughs> no, no, it really doesn't. I'm just naturally grumpy. That's true. That is true. Everybody you look like a bit of a grumpy. You look like a grumpy gnome with that. Imagine you've got uh, you've got rid of your beard now, though, haven't you? Well, I haven't got rid of it. I just took a couple of inches off it. Sedgenan. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, what's that? Like, 21 seconds in, you know. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long, did it? Go straight in there, straight recording. No, that's it. That's it. So, uh, no, I just I just took a couple of inches off the bottom just to uh, to trim it down a little bit. And uh, I do have that couple of inches. It does fit quite nicely in the palm of my hand. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I just... I don't even know what to say to that. No, no, no. And I might turn it into a key ring. I'm not quite decided yet. Yeah, well, we know where that's going to go. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Good weekend? Uh, it's not been great, to be honest. My youngest has been pretty poorly. So, uh, you know, there's been yeah. a lot of uh, clearing up sick, as you know, and sleepless nights and tears and crying and that was just from me you know um i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> uh but no no it's been all right i mean you know we went for a nice little wander yesterday evening which was uh was nice you know get out and get a bit of fresh air as i've been cooped up indoors but uh yeah apart from that what about yourself yeah pretty good so it's half term isn't it now i think we're always the start of half term another bank holiday mm, which we yeah. always seem to be recording around these times which is great um Got my other half and step siblings and daughters down from up north. So, got a few days off work. Been to the beach like a million times already. So, it's been good. Been uh, been warm but windy. <laughs> Again, that's just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you had a curry last night, did you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, um, yeah, good. Had a barbecue. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. So. Looking forward to next week. Off to London tomorrow, so that should be interesting. Hopefully it won't be too bad weather-wise, but um, herding two children around in the busyness that is London might be a little bit of a challenge, but off to Natural History Museum. Oh. Uh, Potentially just uh, off to Buckingham Palace, get a picture of the girls with the the king, you know. Give them a shout, see if he'll pop out and take a selfie. It's all good. Well, if he doesn't, I'm sure Andrew will pop out and say hello. Well, yeah, if you bring kids anywhere near. (laughs) That one was for you, Mark. You'll appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just suicide that is for me in this uh, in this era of uh, can't say anything. So I'm off the air now. That's it. I can't speak anymore. I've said something yeah. offensive. Watch out. That and using the word suicide on a mental health podcast as well. Well, well it's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'll just, <laughs> you line them up, mate. I'll just keep knocking them down. Ah, oh, said your name. <clears throat> yeah, indeed. So, uh, but at least we're back to recording, which is good. Yeah, got any got any funny stories for me this week? I don't. I don't have any. I genuinely don't. I mean, I probably do, but nothing that's particularly worth uh, firing out this week. So, if it's not stuck in my mind, it weren't a great one. Uh, she she's in slapping distance this week. No, 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 not at all. No, I just I genuinely can't think of anything. Oh, haven't, outrageous! Haven't, uh, haven't created. <laughs> haven't created the opportunity yet. <laughs> oh, that's I'll, tomorrow. I'll work on it for the next. Yeah, I'll work on it for the next recording. Oh. Yeah, brilliant. Lesser. Yeah. Uh, right, what are we talking about today? Uh, we well, we decided on toxic masculinity this week. Mm, the effect okay. of toxic masculinity, and uh, and I realised actually in our in our exit from the last episode, I said that women were in support of toxic masculinity. Not what I meant. So, if anyone was curious about what I meant by that, I just meant. Toxic masculinity doesn't have a place in society, but masculinity does. And there are many women out there that support masculinity. It's what I was supposed to say. I wouldn't but worry. They've probably unsubscribed and deleted us now. So just, just fine. Oh, that's it. Yeah. All those people have <laughs> like, put dartboards of the Sejin N face. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or my face, considering I said it. You know, drop offended someone. Um, but yeah, so toxic masculinity was where we were going to crack, crack out on this one. I'd say crack off, but you would have been straight there with your said your names. Yeah, no, let's crack this one out. Yeah, so so I think the important thing to talk about first is more than anything is that you've got masculinity, which in its form I don't think is a bad thing. And that is the very sort of expected traits of a man or in historical traits of a man. I think they're quite important. I think that yeah. it's when it, mm. it it's when it tips over the edge, and there's a completely different um, agenda to that masculinity that it becomes toxic, and that's when it's a problem. So, a lot of people will get get annoyed by people talking about certain types of masculinity and assume it's toxic, and that's where we try. We're trying to understand what that line is. I think, aren't we? I think we are. So, you know, the, the definition for toxic masculinity uh, is is uh, societal expectations and behaviours that reinforce harmful stereotypes for what it means to be a man. Um, and it's when traits like um, aggression and dominance and emotional suppression are glorified, uh, while vulnerability, empathy and emotional expression are stigmatised and discouraged. So kind of going completely against everything that we said we'd do when we set this podcast up, which was, you know, about being open and honest and, and encouraging mm. people to talk. Um, it's terrible because it, it creates a toxic cycle uh, where men feel pressured to conform to those norms, often leading to negative consequences in both men and those around them. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean, like you said, it doesn't mean, you know, toxic masculinity doesn't mean that all masculinity is toxic. Um but it's about recognising and addressing the harmful aspects that can uh, negatively impact the people and, you know, the society they live in. 
um, <clears throat> it's interesting. So I, you know, when I was doing some some research for this, uh, interestingly, did try. Uh, the, <clears throat> Google's quite limited when you start circuit searching toxic masculinity, so I thought, oh, I'll leaf out a bit of uh, AI and see what that's got to say about it. And interestingly, AI is is trained not to answer questions around toxic masculinity in the same vein that it's you know trained not to answer questions around terrorism and uh you know negative figures that are in the social world or in the press um that was quite interesting as a, as a little side note yeah and it, i suppose chat b chat gpt has got a lot to answer for if it starts suggesting stuff that's mm. kind of i don't know i don't know what it is it's potentially geared up towards having its own agenda and which is why they probably cut those things out of it so that it doesn't seem like it has got exactly that around it that it removes that part of it yeah it's not foolproof so you can ask it leading questions to to get you to the answers you want but it's not as straightforward as you know Tell me about Andrew Tate as an example, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait till it takes over the world and then it'll be different. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Roll on Skynet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I thought, well, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? We were going for our walk and we were talking about the, mm. the whole point of sentient or AI taking over and becoming so clever that it oh, just, just a horrible thought. Horrible, yeah. horrible thought. But yeah, yeah. definitely. Anyway, we digress ever so slightly. Yes, yeah, sorry. Off on, a, off on a tangent, as we quite often do. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think where we take the conversation and how this starts. So, let's look at um, some of the stats around it, shall we? Because that's what I like doing, as you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, toxic masculinity is quite a complex and uh, multifaceted concept and and it can be really challenging to quantify any specific stats around it. So it was quite hard to kind of pull some of this stuff together um, as it encompasses like loads of various attributes, behaviors and uh, societal norms that reinforce the harmful stereotypes of masculinity. Um, so if you look at, um, there's some certain aspects associated with it we can probably talk about. So violence and aggression as a main one. So, um, Men are dis- disproportionately representative in uh, violent crime statistics, according to data from the ONS in the UK. Uh, this is a little bit old, so in the year ending March 2020, males accounted for 72% of all offenders in police recorded crimes involving violence. However, it's important to note that uh, not all male violence can be attributed solely to toxic masculinity, as multiple factors contribute to the violent behaviour. Um so that study's a little bit old, 2020, but again, I think COVID has slowed a lot of this down in terms of people updating studies and, and doing new uh, polls and stuff. But it's quite a big number, 72%. It's a worry, really, though, isn't it? Because when your numbers start getting high like that, you think to yourself, you know, how does it get to that point? How do you get to that point for it to be so high? How do you get? that many people well has it become that large what's the what's the criteria that creates it mm. yeah i don't know i don't know 
But I mean, it it feels like the right number. I mean, I, I'd always I'd always thought that you know the majority of violent crime would be against or would be men committing said crimes. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, we've spoken previously around some of the mental health statistics. So, um, you know, men constant, consistently higher suicide rates compared to women. Um, and interestingly, the same study in 2020, the age-specific suicide rate for men was around three times higher than that of women. Wow. Um, but what does it mean by it? What does it mean, do you think, by it? it can be influenced by societal pressures associated with toxic masculinity? Like, as in, as in they've, they've been a victim of being accused of being toxic with their masculinity or they've been, because men can be victims of toxic, toxic masculinity, right? You know, sort of man, man or man masculinity effectively. You, know, you can be some men that are a lot more aggressive than others. So I wonder, you know, that suicide stat, if you break that down, I wonder how much of that is about that side of it. I don't think, I mean, personally, I wouldn't say it's victim. I would probably say it's, you know, not conforming to elements of toxic masculinity, you know, that whole not, not providing to, for yeah. your family and, you know, things yeah. like that, that, that contribute to, uh, feeling a failure as such. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, looking at um, <clears throat> there was a study by um, a charity called Calm, so campaign against living miserably. They found that forty-two percent of men in the UK felt pressure to conform to masculine stereotypes. But that's pretty much what we were just saying there, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's like, you know, it's like, you've got to be confident, you've got to be strong, you've got to provide for your family, you've got to be the breadwinner, you've got to be protective when there's trouble or anything like that. It's all of those things, isn't it? You know, it's all of those things bear a masculine title. And some people just can't conform to that. No, but it's interesting, isn't it? You know, I mean, we, and we've spoke on previous episodes about our love for the, the carry-on films, right? So if I look at this next, the next stat, right? So this is workplace impact. Uh, toxic masculinity can have an impact on workplace dynamics. According to a study by the Trade Union Congress, TUC, uh, 52% of women surveyed reported experienced sexual harassment in the workplace. This includes behaviours driven by toxic masculinity, such as objectification, sexist remarks, and power imbalances. Now, you know, if you overlay some of those statements to the the carry on films that you and I grew up with, you know that was the that was the portrayed behaviour, wasn't it? Those kind of those comments, the 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 sexist Bunking. comments and remarks, the objectification yeah. of women, um, not so much power imbalances, I guess, but but yeah, absolutely, objectification side of it. Mm. Well, it's been it's been. You watched it <clears throat> evolve over the years into something less acceptable from the carry-on mm. films. You'd never make a carry-on film in this day and age. I mean, no. Hell, there's a lot of stuff you wouldn't be able to make in this day and age that was made as little as 10 years ago, potentially. But yep. you still wouldn't be able to make it because it's we've created, we've created a very 
<laughs> strict world to live in. Mm. Um, and so when I was doing my, uh, my research, I didn't think it would be fair to just talk about the negatives. So I started looking about if there's any positives. Um, so, you know, it, it's quite clear that some individuals may perceive certain positives or benefits associated uh, with toxic masculinity. Um, however, it's obviously, you know, quite crucial to approach this with caution. Um, because I think the negative consequences of toxic masculinity far outweigh any potential positives. Um, but a few points that were worth talking about. So um, perceived confidence and assertiveness. So, um, you know, some people argue that toxic masculinity promotes a sense of confidence and assertiveness in men. Uh, the pressure to appear strong and dominant uh, can provide a superficial sense of assurance which may be valued in certain contexts, such as leadership roles or competitive environments. Mm. Um, traditional gender roles, so supporters of toxic masculinity may argue that uh, it provides clear expectations and roles for men within society. Uh, they believe that adhering to traditional gender roles can provide a sense of stability and order in personal relationships, family dynamics, and societal structures. Which is interesting, isn't it? You know, because we've, we've spoken, I can't remember if it's on this podcast, but we've certainly had a chat previously about the uh, the interview with Jordan Peterson, where he's, he's, you know, talking about where men fit in society and talking about all oh, those kind of manual yeah. labour jobs. Yeah. He, he, actually, he said something really interesting the other day that I thought was absolutely fantastic, actually. And again, we dip out of our normal conversations is but it's interesting to talk about i think is he was saying about how the, the the makeup of men and women being different so you're not every man and not every woman right but the majority of and the behaviors of is that men are typically interested in things so therefore they go out and they build roads or they lay you know buildings and god knows what bricks and shit and do all of that you know very manual mechanical electronical hands-on kind of stuff so traditionally, mm. that's their kind of roles that they take on traditionally and again not every man this is it's very much an important conversation because we know there's a lot of women out there that also get into those industries but they also they say that women generally tend to prefer people so they're interested in people so therefore they become nurses and similar job assigned roles like that so you have men very interested in things and women very interested in people and when you have that you have quite a nice structure when it comes to building a society because you've got people that look after people and then you've got people that build things it's very specific and you've got to be careful not to take those things away or try to tell people that they should be doing other things within that that sphere mm. I'm just really interested. What he said, just I know it's a bit off of, off topic, but it is true. You know, if you think about it, if you look at where genders are assigned job roles, like traditionally assigned job roles, not not by anyone in particular, but just by society, that's how the split sits there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and again, that's not me. I'm not saying, and it's really important. I think we said it so many times. Is 
none of the conversations we have here suggest that every man is a specific way and every woman is a specific way because that would just be silly because we're all very different but we're talking about these majorities or or how the had the gender side of things affects mental health or affects life so there has to be a split but but i do appreciate that some people do are just built differently people are just generally built differently so apologies if there is anyone listening um that doesn't fit into that norm as such um certainly not targeting them but no no i mean but the other side of that is you know get in contact let's have the conversation let's let's talk about it because we're we're you know, we're looking at this through a lens in terms of what, you know, our own personal views coupled with, you know, research done online. If if there's listeners out there that have got different views of the world, please do get in touch. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that is exactly it. Like, I, think, I cannot stress it enough. These are our opinions. We're not professionals. Um, you know, no, but I am an expert. Anyone. <laughs> you are an expert, apparently, yeah. <laughs> My God. Do you know what? If you were an expert, we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, I, you know, I think it's it's quite a fine line between masculinity and toxic masculinity. Um, so if you look at like the, the definition for masculinity, um, it's defined as a broad spectrum that encompasses a range of positive and healthy qualities such as strength, courage, responsibility, and leadership. It involves embracing your identity as a man and expressing yourself in ways that align with personal values and beliefs. Uh, masculinity can be a positive force when it promotes healthy relationships, emotional well-being, and respectful behaviour towards others. A, a lot of this does pretty much hover around that respect functionality though, right? Doesn't mm. it? I mean you can do any you can do a lot of stuff in life providing that you respect others at the same time that you've put thought into it beforehand. Yeah. Yeah absolutely. But, but, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the bomb <clears throat> right now and I'll I'll decide if I beep it or not. Um basically don't be a cunt. <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. But it is. I it's just yep. I really don't understand it. Life is so simple if if you could just follow that one rule. Uh, it's so easy. Everybody out there, if you are, just stop. Just stop it. Just stop being one. It's simple. There you go. That fixed mm. life. Yeah, if only it was that easy. It's like the conversation we were having about religion yesterday. Yeah. Oh, well, there's another episode. <laughs> uh, none then. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be the one that would close down on uh, Sejin N. <laughs> well, that can, that can be the mic drop moment, right? When we decide to jack it in, that's the final episode. Well, the thing is, if, if we start talking about religion and we make any comments, we'll just be shut down by the church, mate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Proper Da Vinci Code style. Knights of the Templar. Might join the Illuminati. Yeah, could do. And we could just join Anonymous, right? Start for 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just create our own conspiracy theorist group, you know. When 9 11 was an inside job by bloody Grot Bags and Rod Hull, I don't know, before they died. <laughs> because Emu wanted to take over the United States, and God knows what, you know, it'd be some. No, no, I've worked this one out. I'm, I'm blaming Philip Schofield. He's being blamed for everything else at the moment, so I might as well lay that one on his door as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There you go. 
It's just, it was a conspiracy to hide that he was involved in it. Yeah, I'll have yeah. I'll do is I'll have an affair so that people stop digging around my real intention. Back yeah. in two thousand and one, honestly, just some conspiracy theories, and I know we've spoken about them sometimes, but some conspiracy theories, easy for me to say, um, are just fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't yeah. don't get me wrong, right? You know, if you want to believe the Earth's flat, you're absolutely entitled to that. If you want to believe the Earth is a pyramid, you're entitled to that. You know, right? I've I'm got just no I'm issue just going to point this all. out. I'm just going to point this out. I do have an issue with that, although I don't mind people having their own opinions. Um, I really struggle with people not looking at facts and then realising what those facts say. So, yeah, by all means, decide that you think the world is flat. But if you do, in my books, you're still a fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> moving my, on. My my, uh, my uh, professional take on it is I, I don't care. You know, you can believe what you like. Just don't come laying it at my door. That's the bit, isn't it? But then you and I have both said that before. People mm. can do what the fuck they want, right? They can they can believe in whatever they want, providing they don't end up doing any damage to anybody else. Right? This is where you end up getting, you know, terrorism and you know, some religious fanatics that create problems and god knows what. But as long as you're not hurting people or forcing me to want what you want, can give a shit. In fairness, though, mate, you did just, get a free cream egg. You, do you know, I still didn't eat that cream egg. I've got to say it. I just, <laughs> I did. I just was, you know, speaking of conspiracy theories, I genuinely thought, what if they've laced it with something dodgy and it's some sort of like cult thing? <laughs> Jesus loves you. Yeah, and what if you, you've put a small amount of cyanide inside the egg or whatever? In fact, I've got it here somewhere still. It's evidence <laughs> for when there's this, they link it all together. Oh dear! There we go. Spoke about conspiracy theories and created my own. There we go. There we go. But but that's the kind of case in point, isn't it? You know, believe what you like, but don't. You know, certain religious types that will come knocking at my front door looking to spread the word. I'm not interested. If I want to find out about your religion, I will come to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, well, that's, uh, that's straight from the subject a bit, isn't it? Just a wincy bit. Interesting. Should we get back to it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me thinking about religion now. God damn it. Well, let's not, yeah, let's not go that route. I mean, we'll be, we could, this could be like a 15 to 16 hour episode if we start doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm you know, this is, there. again, I'm mindful we've kind of been recording for half hour. There's like, you know, toxic masculinity you can dive into and there's four different types of masculinity identified and each one's got a number of subcategories. We'd be here forever if we went into into it in that layer. Yeah, and, and again, you know, going back to what we said at the beginning is it's really important to understand that anything in life, any behaviour in life can become toxic if it gets bad. Mm. The whole meaning of the word toxic, it, you know, you could have toxic femininity if you really want to. You could have whatever the bloody hell you want to. You could have toxic anything, yeah? If you are willing to cross a line between what is right, expected, and true into being um, evil uh, for your own gain, um, yeah, any of that sort of stuff, yeah? I mean, if you if you feel compelled to act like a bully to maintain a constant competitive advantage over somebody... Then you've you've 
cross the line. You know, you, you, you know, you know, people will go through absolutely anything they can possibly do to make sure that they avoid losing at all costs, even if it means trampling over others to do it. So you create this world of of building toxic masculinity and creating a view of certain men by all men, sorry, based on it. So not all men are toxic, not all men. You can't go toxic masculinity is ruining this world. Why? Because there's plenty of us out there that aren't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. Quite a few people, in fact, you know, um, and if, if you feel, I mean, you look at it, look at it in terms of, anger or fights or whatever you look at these guys in town you go out drinking right and some bloke spills your beer and you turn to that bloke and you go oh mate come on you just spilled my beer and he goes oh sorry mate you go it's fine no worries that's fine yeah whatever you know just be careful Mm. and you walk away from it where you go but then you've got the flip side of that someone knocks your beer and it's like i'm now going to rip your face out (laughs) and they literally effectively try to beat the shit out of them because they spilt a beer, because they want to show that they are the absolute alpha male. And by doing that, it comes with strength and aggression in any moments of conflict. And then there's yeah, the obvious... Not to show weakness, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, that lies into the obvious typical one, which is being dominant over women and other, and other men as well, you know, or being dominant over somebody else in any way. Um, and a lot of the time, that's microaggressions and stuff like that, but it's, it's still kind of fits in with that 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 area and my my real opinion is like we've said you know hunter these are just opinions my actual opinion specifically may differ i don't know because we've not really had this conversation outside of this recording is there is a there is absolutely a place in society for masculinity like proper masculinity yeah i agree protect i will support i will um, you know, I'll be strong where I need to be strong. I will take on um, male-assigned jobs or male-assigned um, anything, really, just just traditional societal things that are pushed into a man's route. I think it's important. It's massively mm-hmm. important. You know, that is 100% important. What's not good, and I know from fear of repeating myself, is when it's taken advantage of and other people are then steamrolled by that person and that aggression appears and those sneaky, snidey ways come about and it then becomes about them for their own personal gain. That's when it becomes toxic and then falls into that toxic category that is just shit. And and then what happens, right, mate? Everyone gets tired with that brush. Absolutely everyone. You know, oh, men, yeah. they're so aggressive. Oh, men always want to do this. Oh, men want to do that. Well, let me flip it, right? So what if I start saying, well, women always want to do this and women always want to do that, right? It's because we're different and we all got bad bits about us. And we've all got good bits about us. And there are good men and there are good women and there are bad men and there are bad women. But we really have got to be careful not to start putting everybody in the same bloody shoebox. Yeah, it shouldn't be labelling. And, and again, I think, you know, back to something you said a little while ago there, you know, like yourself, I absolutely believe there is a place in this world for masculinity, but I'm also mindful that that you know not every man would want to exhibit masculinity. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Absolutely. You know, and, you know, the mix of, of, of genders we've got out there nowadays, I'm sure there's, you know, different genders that do exhibit it, masculinity and, and genders that don't, you know, and um, or two, a couple are, in, are both the same gender. One may exhibit masculinity, one may not. And I wouldn't say that I'm traditionally masculine in terms of I, I wouldn't go into a pub and I don't like to push my way to the front of the bar and sort of puff my chest up to get served and stuff like that or you know necessarily do i go out and <laughs> you just made like, me think oh, of a shut up field sketch then i, I thought you were gonna say something i thought you could say something shit like yeah but it's true, you can't reach the bar so, no no no, no. no harry enfield no. did a sketch a few years ago he had a program on sky one and he did this this skit and it was like how do you stop a st- how do you stop a short guy kicking off go on well no that was the whole point so he he would portray this this guy that was uh short and he'd go into situations and everyone around him would be going, oh, fucking hell, he's kicking off again, you know, and he'd get oh, rolled up over I the most stupid yeah. of things, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember seeing that, actually. Mm. Yeah. But that's that, But that's it, though. That goes from, that then goes from masculinity to toxic masculinity, right? So that's mm. the difference. So he's gone into that stage, just where I'm just like, oh, I'll sit back and everybody can get a drink before me. Not because I'm a pussy. Just, I just can't be asked with the whole trying to get involved with that lad mentality that ends up becoming part of society or part of a pub night out and nine times out of ten these guys are doing nothing wrong right they're not you know they're just very confident very happy young lads that want to go out and enjoy a night out and they're actually not horrible people or not you know offensive to women or other people but they're just very loud very kind of way hey lads not me you know i'd rather just sit in the booth and chill out and have a, have a beer in a chat as opposed to what a lot of other guys go out and do. Um, that also probably is because I'm an old fucker. But, um, but yeah, but then you've got masculine where you've got those very take charge people. And I think it's just kind of, it's where they're very attractive to the opposite sex a lot of times because when they enter the room, people know they're there. Like there's a presence in that room, isn't there? A very masculine guy. Their presence will be known in a room the moment they walk in, no matter what. Yeah, I guess, but it it depends what you define as presence, really. Because, like, you know, I'll walk into a room and a lot of people will know I'm there because I'm a big bloke, right? Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm exhibiting, you know, a, a, a form of toxic masculinity. No, 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 not, not, not toxic masculinity. I was just talking about masculinity, just masculine. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, not, not toxic. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm necessarily masculine. Um, but what I'm saying is, masculinity has its place, and a lot of people that are just generally very much more masculine as such do have their place, and they are just normal people that are quite straightforward and just enjoying their evenings. But like, I was just trying to make the point. Sorry, just reiterating the point that you were saying. Not every man has those traits. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess interestingly, let's, uh, we, we've danced around it a bit. Let's talk about Andrew Tate. Oh, you can. You do. You've got a good insight, <laughs> so you can have that You can. Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I can hear the bus yeah. coming down the road. It's all right. Just, uh... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, I guess when you, when you think toxic masculinity, if you if you live in a world of social media, which a lot of people do nowadays, you you instantly think of of Andrew Tate, and you know he he promotes 
toxic masculinity. There's no two ways about it. Now, you know, what I find really interesting about him is, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of his videos because they appear on various timelines. Some of the stuff, and I'll caveat that, some of the stuff he says is quite relatable because he does talk about the whole masculine side of things, you know, but it does slip into toxic masculinity. So you have to be very careful about how far you get led down the garden path, really. You know, some of the stuff, again, a bit like Jordan Peterson, you can watch a video where he's talking and you'll go, really resonates with me and that does make a lot of sense um yeah why aren't the fuck we doing it like that um yeah yeah but it's it's that fine line again between you know masculinity and exhibiting exhibiting masculinity versus you know stepping beyond it and going toxic and yeah and and heat where he's at he's definitely a an acquired taste to many people Mm. and Yes, absolutely right. Absolutely, there's some stuff he says that you just think, no, 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 stop it. Because he's very passionate, isn't he? He's very passionate about it. So mm. he will always, he will quite easily cross over the line of points. But there's some stuff that he says that's very, very much um, makes points. Very makes perfect sense. Because he's just trying to stop men from disappearing. He is. He is in some of the statements he makes, definitely. Um, but yeah, he's. Um, I think he just takes it too far. That's that's the problem. Um, but you know, he's got a massive following. That's what I find interesting. You know, he's got his own social media platforms. He's now set up. He's got a. Uh, uh, you know, he's he's getting well until he was arrested and put in prison. He was getting interviewed on mainstream media in the UK. Here, you know, most programs were picking up and interviewing him and stuff about his views of the world yeah and now look at him right and so there's so many conspiracy theories about him though isn't it the moment he speaks up and says something there was some guy that was talking about there are four stages of getting cancelled or ending up disappearing and one was like you know you do this and you do that you go onto the internet you'd start spouting truths and then the next minute you know you'd be in jail the next minute you know you disappear off the planet of the earth and you look at you look at all of the stages <laughs> of, of andrew tate's life it's like oh my god that does actually follow those rules yeah bloody hell oh so i guess in summary this has been a pretty tough episode i think you know it's it's a hard thing to research because it's, uh, you know, there's not that many studies out there. There's a real fine line between masculinity and toxic masculinity. So trying to differentiate <clears throat> what you're looking at, it really is tough. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think we've necessarily really got out of this. Oh well, we're not provided any real help around this so much in terms of like there's nothing you can't just google and find out about this or have your own opinion about or watch instagram about or whatever because it is tough to talk about um and and i think again it goes back to what we've said probably three or four times during this is it's not really a hard thing to deal with you know you're either a good hard-working respectful caring masculine man or you're an utter cockwomble where you take it to a total different extreme and utilize your masculinity to be 
um, bullying or aggressive towards others. That's where it turns. It's quite simple. If anyone ever wanted to know what the difference is between masculine and toxic masculinity is, it's probably as simple as that. I guess the the bit we could talk about, if we were going to take it a little bit further, is what do we think makes people toxic? What do we think makes people become, you know, blurred into what they think is supposed to be a man-man and turning into an absolute donkey? Because that's the bit, isn't it? How do you get to that point? How do you become? Yeah. Because actually, actually, right? How many people that think they're good men actually do exhibit many traits of toxic masculinity without even realising they are because they don't know what it is? So if I, I guess if I had to sum it up with everything I've read and researched on this and someone like yourself comes to me and goes, you know, when does masculinity become toxic? So I think uh, it really becomes toxic when men feel the need to conform to a rigid gender of norms. And they could include things like uh, acting like a bully to maintain a com- constant competitive edge get my words out um doing anything they can to avoid losing at all costs uh restraining your emotions except when it's pride or anger um and i think you know they are conformed as the only really acceptable masculine emotions to express so you know either showing off for what you've achieved or aggression um and you know showing strength and aggression in moments of conflict so like you were saying there you know spilling a pint in a pub act of aggression um being dominant over um over your partner or you know women in general it it calls out specifically um which is um typically displayed through microaggressions um yeah, I think, you know, for me, those kind of five points there would sum up when it when it goes from masculinity to toxic. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it does create, still creates more questions, I think, than answers sometimes for me. It's like, I still, you know, I just, I often wonder how people start acting that way or why they start to act that way. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's upbringing. Maybe it's maybe it is to do with mental health. I wonder if a lot of people, you know, we, we speak a lot about being tolerant to people's mental health. I wonder how many people go are going through some real bad stuff that you know they might not be t- necessarily deemed as a toxic person, but because they're dealing with high stresses or difficult problems or mental health issues, that they're projecting you know this attitude that would not normally have that's where some people are just do it because that's what they are mm, I, was, I was desperately looking for it then so it, when i was researching this i came across a poster from a charity and it talked about you know toxic masculinity is learned behavior now whether that's learned behavior from being a child in a you know in a where your parents are abusive to each other um, or learned behaviour because of your environment at work where it can get very competitive, very aggressive, very um, 
you know, male dominated environment. So, you know, end up, you know, with, with women being part, you know, taking the brunt of those microaggressions, uh, it's all learned behavior. So, you know, the, the charity's tagline was, you know, unlearn toxic masculinity. Yeah. Exposed to it. You're going to pick it up, aren't you? Well, some mm. people especially if you've got an addictive personality as well. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, 99% of the time, it's probably some subcon- subconsciously as well. Mm. And with everything on the internet nowadays as well, when you start look, we're talking about Andrew Tate and you look through the reels nowadays and you have some very prominent figures talking about masculinity and about what they believe it should be. And I think, you know, if you interpret those wrong, it's another avenue for education, isn't it? You know, mm. because you can, whatever you whatever you watch, whatever you listen to online um, is open to interpretation, your, your own interpretation, how you perceive that message. And if you receive that message the wrong way or in a way that it is going to make you think different to what was intended or if indeed that message was intended that way you're back it's like this another avenue of education it will be learned yeah absolutely but anyway yeah i think we're i think i think we probably rolled that one out as far as we can tonight on the basis that uh it's a it's a tough one to to kind of pin down and really really answer except for like i said around don't be a dickhead just you know be nice to people it's a lot easier definitely i'm pretty certain i've said don't be a dickhead on a lot of these podcasts about people it's kind of my view of stuff and which is massively incredibly hypocritical because i'm a fucking huge dickhead so (laughs) (laughs) let's um let's start using it when we hashtag it on instagram hashtag don't don't be a dickhead hashtag don't be a dickhead love it i'm all over that so I guess just to, to finish up the show, we haven't done this for a while. So what have you been watching recently? Anything good? Anything you can recommend? Yes, I've been watching FUBAR. Oh, right. You were telling me about this. Yep. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Brilliant. It just reminds me of, oh, it reminds me of an older style type of film, probably around the 90s, probably early 2000s, the style of it, the way that it's built and written. But it is very good. Like it, I think as I said to you, you know, you kind of get got to get past the pilot, the first episode, and get into the second episode before you really look at it and go, "This is cracking," um, and then it just gets better. And you know, I've loved Arnold Schwarzenegger in his movies ever since I was a kid. But you know, he, he I think he just gets better with age. Like he's just mm. he's literally matured into to such a funny but you know, well-delivered actor. Um, but watch it. It's really good. I'm not going to give any of it away because if I do, it spoils it. Um, really action-packed, great comedy, reasonably good acting, um, but definitely watch it. Really good. What about yourself? Uh, so I finished watching, uh, finally, Under the Dome. Um, you know, it's only been my on my to-watch list for the last three years, probably. Um, I think it's it was all right. Show. I don't think it's as good as the book, if I'm honest, because it goes in like a real different direction. Nothing ever um, is as good as the book, though, really, is it? No, no. So my advice would be is if you've read the, the Stephen King book, Under the Dome, don't bother with the TV series, right? But if you haven't seen, if you haven't read the book, then you'll love the TV series. You only watched it or read it because you're in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the baddie in it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then I watched um, Obi-Wan, which is the... Uh, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series on uh, Disney Plus, which follows on from the uh, third Star Wars film. So it bridges the gap effectively between the third one and the fourth one. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Really enjoyed that. Oh, that's good. That is good. Hopefully people will uh, start to uh, get involved with their movie reviews, mate. True. Yeah. But by all means, if you've got one, you've got recommendations, please do uh, Please do let us know. I mean, if we watch it and think it's shit, then we'll berate you for it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> apart from that. That <laughs> just leads us on to jokes now then, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you can go first. <laughs> go on. Um, so scientists have recently found that there are two things <clears throat> currently in the air that often cause women to get pregnant. Okay. Their legs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, what an apt joke for an uh, episode on toxic masculinity. Absolutely. But it's that's not really like, sexist anyway. I mean, it's talking about women having their legs in the air to get pregnant. I mean, that's, what else are they going to do? <laughs> they're going to they're gonna have them shut, are they? It's <laughs> <Just like> factual. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Love it, love it. You got any? any Well, you know, we've spoken previously about addiction, right? And uh, I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. (laughs) That's a proper dad joke, though. I know, right? Yeah. That is a proper dad joke. Nicely done. done. We know me. You know me, mate. I've always got more than one up my sleeve ready to go. Go on, then. Fill me with your second one. What should a man who's trapped in a woman's body do? I don't know. Pull out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, I missed the perfect opportunity to run the drum beat there, didn't I? The little... Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Next time. That's what happens when you start playing with new toys in your uh, podcasting app. Oh, so go. I've got my problem is right. My head's now going on jokes, right? I've got loads of jokes. None of them are appropriate. I've got to say. Well, I think I'm getting a bit close to the mark with mine, probably to a degree, but I don't care because they're just jokes. And if you're offended, um, then you're offended. Yeah. So what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tough shit. Yeah. That is life. That is that is life. There we go. Um, cool. That's us for this evening, I think. So, yeah. Not sure what we've got planned for the next episode yet, everybody. So we're not necessarily going to publish that at the end of this one. Uh, we've got a couple no, we're going to leave um, you in suspense. Yeah, we've got a couple up our sleeve. But I think we're going to try to still get on some guests, aren't we? Which is ideal, will be ideal for us in the next couple of episodes. Um, but if not, we'll be back on talking some shit about something. Yeah, we'll roll the uh, the imaginary dice and see what it lands on. I was going to say, we'll spin the bottle, but that, that sounds a bit wrong, really. <laughs> I'm not playing that again with you, mate. Why not? It's not my fault you kept losing. No, I couldn't walk for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm just living up to my nickname. Downhill. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, this, as this slowly goes downhill, <laughs> we should... Slowly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tanked at about three minutes in.
<laughs> yeah, there go the viewer numbers. Speaking. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> again. Brilliant. Well, uh, anyway, um, thank you again, everyone that's listening. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to the episode. And, you know, if there's anyone that wants to join and have a chat about anything that's bothering them about their mental health, if they want to talk about uh, or become a guest on the show, please do. If there's anything wants to talk about, any any topics, please give us a shout and we'll, we'll, um, we'll certainly have a think about it. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening and have a wonderful week. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks to give you the next episode thanks all catch you soon you can get in touch at sedjournan at onthemend.org.uk or at instagram twitter and tiktok at sedjournan or at On The Mend on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you'd like to donate to the On The Mend charity, please feel free to buy us a coffee. The link can be found in our show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will speak to you soon.